Hello everyone and welcome to This Makes Us Uncomfortable, a podcast where we talk about things that make us uncomfortable, either that make you uncomfortable or make the people around you uncomfortable, so we typically don't get to talk about it. Um, my name is Candice, I use she, her, and they, them pronouns, and today I have with me... Uh, I'm Malik, uh, I use he, him pronouns. Where can the people find you, Malik? Um, Twitter and Instagram, at underscore M-A-H-L-I-C-K. It's, it's just a little nickname that stuck in high school, and here we are. Here we are. And I'm Miles, I use he, him pronouns. And where can the people find you? The people can find me um, on Instagram at... Miles Feacher, my last name is spelled F-E-A-C-H-E-R, and then on Twitter, at Feacher Miles, um, so it's my last name underscore my first name. I love that. Miles is photography, so please follow him. Yes, please follow this Archie nigga. Yes, he's amazing. <laughs> Alright, so today we're going to answer some questions that you all sent in to us. So the first one is, who would you remove from your life if you could, or if you need to? So... I'm going to answer this in like a who recently just left my life. Um, And for me, that was someone I was really good friends with. Um, And I didn't even like necessarily drop them. They kind of like dropped me. But we just, I think I realized that like the friendship was very toxic. So I had to, you know, get out of it. Yeah. For me, there's just a person in my personal life that because of a lot of situations, like, they'll always be there. Like, I can't get rid of them, but this person has caused me, like, a lot of trauma and a lot of just lack of self-esteem issues and all these different types of things. So if I could cut that person out, I would, but we can't, so here we are. (laughs) Um, For me, there's definitely someone who I go back and forth with the idea of, should I drop them, should I not? Am I getting dropped? Am I not? It's just a lot of confusion about the situation, if that makes sense. Um, I can't guarantee I'm going to drop this person, like I'm just being honest. But if you're in that situation, just know you always deserve better. If you have to question if you deserve better, you absolutely do deserve better, regardless. Yes. So always keep that, keep that in mind, regardless of what you're going through. And it'll be okay, because if they disappoint you, but like, okay, well, I knew you weren't shit, so here the <laughs> fuck we are, once again. <laughs> I knew you were shit. <laughs> Yeah, but some people just ain't shit, and they gotta go. You didn't have to do that, see? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and then the next question we have is best advice on helping friends get through bad breakups. Ooh. Trina's the baddest bitch album that was released in 2000. Um, No, that's a great start. Yeah, Um, I agree. Fuck that nigga by the City Girls. That's a great (laughs) great start as well. And once again, just know you deserve better. <laughs> like, just know you deserve better. Yeah, and let them, your friends know that. Like, let them know oh, sure. that they deserve better. Um, and even if, like, I think, how do you help the friend to throw, like, a wrench in it? Is that what they say? Is that what What do you mean? Like, um, what would you do if your friend was, like, the toxic person in the relationship? You have to tell your friend that they're toxic. You have to, oh. be, like, you have to, have, like, you listen, here's the thing. You have to pull them to the side, but look, love your dad, all sort of stuff. You got the game fucked up. But you're not good for this person either, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's what... I was like, you're not good for this person, and they might not be good for you. Yeah, right. And so the way I think I would help them get through that breakup is by letting them know that they can grow. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has... Everyone is toxic at one point or another. Woo! 
Um, we will have a whole episode on toxic behavior. Yeah, come back for that one. <laughs> um, wow, I just got lost in that statement. Because... <laughs> <laughs> <said> a word. <laughs> word. Um, but yeah, letting them know that they can grow. But if they weren't like in the wrong, or maybe it was just a mutual breakup, like. I think just being there while setting your own boundaries, because that's important. Like, if you don't want this person calling you at 2 a.m. crying, then let them know that that's not mm-hmm. okay. Please don't do it. Don't do it. Making sure you're asking them what they need, right? Because a lot of times I think we have the problem of, I would want this, and so I'm going to do this. That was an issue with an old friend of mine, is I would want to, like, I would want more emotional comfort and things of that nature. Just tell me things are going to be okay. And that friend wanted, like, action. Like, do something that's going to make me, like, I'm having this problem. How can you help me solve it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is what's really important is figuring out what that friend wants. You know, that's kind of wild. Because reflecting on that, that made me think about personally, like, how I, like, I expect, when I ask someone for help, I want them to have answers for me. Right. When people come to me with questions, sometimes they want to be met with that, like, oh, like, you know, I just want someone to listen to me, like, mm-hmm. type of mentality. Right. And But I take it as what they, what they want is they want someone to, like, give them something to do. Mm-hmm. But then that only results in me being called a know-it-all, so. Right, no, know. same. But I think on the other side is that when people come to me for advice, they never really tell me, like, or if they're just trying to vent. Like, if you just want to vent, you don't want to you don't just want my opinion that. just say i just want you to listen mm-hmm. and just understand and just yeah. just sit here with me for a minute and we can just be in this place like okay i'd be perfectly capable of doing that but don't bring me no fuck shit and expect me not call it the fuck shit <laughs> yeah i think though that with me and this friend it was more like i was going through a really tough time like like i wasn't doing anything wrong mm-hmm. like life was just right falling on top of me and so I was like just let me vent it like it took me a while to realize that I had to say can you just let me vent like Mm -hmm. I don't want you to tell me what you think I need to do because in this moment you're not in my shoes and you can't understand what I'm going through and that's just that on that Mm -hmm. so I think that especially if you've never been through a breakup um yourself I think that you should really ask that person what they need any other tips on helping someone get through a breakup? I also think that having whatever physical comfort yeah. that they need. You gotta, you gotta thought it about. Listen, I wasn't this, thinking about that. This, oh. this might be Yikes. like, I don't know. Oh lord. It, it may sound very birdish of me. Yeah. But you know, it's the truth. You need to give that friend a deadline, okay? Facts. We aren't going to talk about this nigga. We aren't going to, you know, be around. We're not going to be talking about this person. Like, none of that. It's not happening after a certain date. Or tell them, like, so I've been in, like, situations where, like, it's been really hard for me to, like, get out of, like, feelings for someone after the time has passed. And what helped me the most was, um, like, when I went to therapy and... Um, my good girl Lindsay said. Um, Wait, you went to Lindsay too? Yes, Lindsay. Honestly, Lindsay Wahila is somewhere, and she's making someone's day. Okay, that's all you need to know. Um, but she said, give yourself a deadline. You can think about it, but say I'm only gonna think about it for like an hour today, mm-hmm. and get that hour down to ten minutes, down to one minute. 
until you forget about it and it's that's not a problem true. anymore. Wow, I um, think that's helpful for a lot so, of So, like, some people need, like, that, they, they may be, like, flexible in that deadline and, like, just be out there. You need to be that hard, like, backbone for them and be right. like, okay, you're only thinking about it, we're only talking about this for an hour today. Mm -hmm. And after that hour, it's not going to happen anymore. And slowly, like, wean them off of, like, talking or, like, being with that person. I love that. He went in. Went in. I don't think that was British. I don't think it was okay. British. I really thought he was going to say some out-of-pocket shit that I was going to, like, yeah. not no. agree with, but... Listen, I don't with. listen to Summer Walker over here, okay? Wow. We're not going to do it. Wow. We're going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, so today, Malik and Miles, what makes y'all uncomfortable? Um, what makes me uncomfortable is this whole Jesus is King thing. Like, this kind of shit is weird. Because I'm not super religious, like, at all. But I've listened to Kanye's music for a very long time. And for him to open his Negro mouth and say rap music is devil music, his white pastor had to tell him to not say that rap music is devil music. Like, this shit is weird. And this whole, like... Like, if you're saved, fine. Great. Cool. Love that for you. But, like, my nigga, you're lying and you're just trying to win black people back. And he knows the easiest way to win black people back is Christianity. And it's weird. I don't like it. I agree. I was never, I don't know a lot about Kanye, but like, still weird. Very strange. Yeah. So, I had something that makes me uncomfortable, but I actually thought of a better one, and it's something <laughs> that I learned last night. Oh and God. it is that the only people who are ever truly canceled when it comes to like celebrity culture are um, like black women. Like, it's, uh, it's, um, it's used more often to like shut out black women from like having power and voice like if they do one thing wrong um as opposed to like a white person it, it surprised me a lot but like also i was like wow that like makes so much sense because i was literally thinking about like how at my school um they just invited like pete davidson to come and <laughs> it, it was just like it was a lot it was a lot it was so much and his jokes he, all he did was call us sensitive the whole time and said, oh, he's going to get canceled again and, like, all this stuff. But it's like, sir, obviously getting canceled one, once wasn't enough, so <laughs> right. is it really doing anything? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. is it only used? Fake. Yeah. It's but then real. you have people like Azealia Banks, you know, very <laughs> problematic. We're not going to discredit that. But she was canceled, and the cancel, the cancel is still in effect <laughs> because she's a black woman. Yeah, and, and she also does yeah. keep bringing the canceling back. I feel like people get to a point where they're kind of forgetting. It's like, oh, y'all forgot? It's Bad. cancel exhaustion. <laughs> cancel exhaustion. <laughs> okay, so today what makes me uncomfortable is a dear friend of mine made me watch Mixish. Mixedish, excuse me. And um, for those of you who do not know, is I do have a lot of white family. My mother is biracial. And so I do relate to the experience of having, you know, mixed race um, family members or like a mixture of race of family members is what I mean and I just feel like this show is a mess like it just it just makes me super uncomfortable to talk about like race in the way that they are talking about it and I also think that and this is an issue I have with all people who have multiple races in their family is that a lot of times they talk about how um pushed out they are, specifically black people, how, like, they feel really excommunicated from their other races, and, 
Um, specifically, I see that a lot with like black people who have multiple races in their family. And I just like wish that people talked about how the institution of racism is so intense that the the institution of family can't even protect you from that. Like, yeah, there were people who called me Oreo or some things that didn't make me feel super great. Mm -hmm. But like, I've also had a family member compare a black woman to a gorilla and that was a lot more impactful (gasps) on me than someone calling me an Oreo. And I think that that's not a conversation. That's a conversation you could be having is about racism within the family Mm -hmm. and you're not doing it. Also, I love you, Tracy Ellis Ross. But like why? Well, what, <laughs> why the what the fuck? What the fuck? Okay, can can I have a hot take for a second yes. on top of that? Blackish was not that good to begin with. For them to have multiple spinoffs that are now problematic as hell. Why are only light skinned people in um Grownish? Blackish is terrible. Blackish is not. I've never. What black people do you know actually sit home like around and watch black the living room and say or like they sit at the dinner table and everyone goes so what did you think of last night's episode of Blackish like, like what the nobody fuck? does that like my daddy watched Power like please he's like we watched Power <laughs> we watched the first season of Empire we you know? sure did that was a great that was a great season. time for I don't black know people. what, what happened, happened afterwards that first season was With immaculate fire. they had Fantasia Loaf my favorite character <laughs> yes Fantasia Loaf. Mm-hmm. No, I'm dead. <laughs> that was wild. Truly, it was. I can't. Okay, so today our topic is being wrong. What's that? <laughs> you know, fire signs were never wrong, unless oh unless you're a Leo. Leos God. are they're a special case. I just am a water sign, and we can tell the fire energy that surrounds me is really a lot. Shout out to Aries, gay. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so, I guess, what does being wrong look like, like, in our interpersonal lives? Like, either you being wrong or someone else being wrong? Sure. For me, being wrong, I I don't apologize. I, you know, maybe it's the Caribbean in me. Maybe it's the Sag in me. I don't, I don't know what it is. But I'm a very prideful person. I'm very materialistic, Mm -hmm. you know. And if I am, if I don't feel like I am wrong for something, I don't give a fuck about like the, what's the idea? The, the idea of like, oh, like just do it so like it can, it can end, like it can die, like Mm -hmm. just save face. I'm not about that. I'm a. I'm very much a person of principle. I think that's a very Caribbean thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, is that like, you if if you're not wrong, then why say you're wrong? Like it's the principle, yeah. the fact that the other person is wrong, and for me, that's just something I'm very right. um, passionate about. <laughs> Can't stressed. Um, yeah. No. Once you got there, I'm I'm on board because <laughs> I'm not gonna say that I'm wrong when I wasn't because. Other than the fact of, like, pride and stuff, that's going to fuck up your dynamic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's not a healthy thing for no. you to do for they take any advantage of your of friendships. They take advantage of it because they, they know that, like, it, they also... can say something to get you, like, okay, wait, 
maybe I was wrong. Maybe I did fuck him. Maybe I'm the reason why our relationship is not the way it is. It's like, no, it's damaging. damaging. It's manipulative. It is manipulative. And it also just like sets up a situation where your boundaries aren't being respected because you Mm -hmm. already said you were wrong when you weren't. And so now it's like established that you shouldn't do this thing anymore. Or Or that you should always be the one apologizing. Mm -hmm. Oh, we can talk about that. Ooh, Ooh. it's getting spicy. (laughs) No, like that's, that's like, truly how I feel I feel like once you give an apology like your apologies you need to like um what's the word value them mm-hmm. you need to value them very much because after you give that first apology they have an expectation of yep. okay anytime you come into a conflict with this person they're gonna expect you to be the one to apologize mm-hmm. and that's not like right yeah I agree I think I think apologies are so hard. I think the worst thing about me being wrong, and I'm going to have a whole episode about my toxic behavior and other people's toxic behavior, but I think the worst thing is I just, like, if I know I'm wrong, I'm so scared to approach the person and tell Mm. them that I'm sorry. And, like, sometimes I'll realize that I was wrong months down the road or, like, several times for, like, one situation, and it's, like, do I go back and apologize and be like, hey, I know this happened forever ago, but I feel some type of way about the way I treated you or about the way I said this or the way I did this. And it's like, how do you let that, how do you figure that out? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I too, very, incredibly prideful, um, huge ego, very huge ego. I'm not wrong all that often. And I'm not trying to like, I'm not... I'm not trying to, like, gas myself up. Just, like, in situations, I tend to just not necessarily be the one to either cause the issue or do something to cause the issue. It kind of just happens. It's kind of like, okay, we're here. Now, I can always own my part in it, but the problem yeah. is I feel like people hold me to a standard because mm. of the way that I am and the way that, like, I'm very aggressive in the way I talk to people. So it's very easy for me to be the villain in situations. Yeah. So I expect me to apologize, like, I can only apologize if I feel like I've done something wrong. Yeah. And you're not really telling me what I've done wrong. You have this perception. You're putting all this on me. But it's like, you're the one that lied to my face. <laughs> so it's like, or you're the one that did this. Like, you are the one who did something that caused all these issues all of a sudden to pop up. Now you have all these bad feelings about me that I didn't know existed. Yeah, and I think it's not fair for them to ask you to not be angry. Gaslighting, like there's just especially if do not ever tell a fire sign and not be angry because it's gonna piss me off even more. Or cancer, we have a lot of feelings. We know (laughs) a lot of feelings, and don't tell me I'm not entitled to them. You are entitled to them, but we you have a lot of them. I do. I'm glad you're aware. Um, I was that's the point I was just gonna make actually is something like one of the things I'm the most proud of is my the way I've grown into self awareness. Right. And so I think that you are also a very self-aware person. So it's very easy for me to recognize when I am wrong for the most part. Again, there's sometimes it's those situations because I'm growing every day. We are all growing every day regardless of your age. We're supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Some of y'all are blocking your growth. Stifling, really. Really. Um, So I think that that's really important is developing self-awareness so you can be... A better friend or a mm-hmm. better sibling or a better whatever interpersonal a better partner maybe of whatever imper- interpersonal relationships you have 
Um, and so what does apologizing look like, either for you or... Change behavior. That's literally, that is it. You, yeah. Like, you cannot apologize to someone. And this is coming, me apologizing to someone, someone apologizes to me. It's not real. It's not genuine if you know that you did something that made someone upset and you don't try and figure out, like, okay, so I acted in this way. It made you upset. I still stand in what I believe in, but how can I approach it differently so that we don't have these issues anymore? And you can ask. I think that that's what pisses me off, is that you could literally just open your mouth and be like, well, I don't really know how to fix it. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Or I don't understand what you're saying about what you would like from me. I'm just confused. I'm just confused, and all you have to do is ask, so there's really no reason for us to be in the situation where your behavior hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Let's go quiet. <clears throat> Do you have thoughts? On what apologizing looks like? Yeah, you already kind of talked about it. For me, it's just like full ownership. Mm-hmm. You need to like, you, I need you to actually feel, I need to feel like you actually feel what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I think change behavior is, like, the last step, but I need, like, a full apology. Just, oh, like, for sure. 100%, like, no fake shit, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm truly sorry for what I did. Right. And, like, having that ownership. Because people like to get out of apologies by saying, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if that made you. <laughs> no. I'm telling you, it, it is did. how it, it made me. So you just need to have ownership for that action, you know? I will say um, that... A lot of people say, I'm sorry that you feel that way, or I'm sorry that this made you feel some way, and everyone says not to do that. I think that if you're in a toxic relationship that you can't remove from your life, whether it's a sibling or whether it's, or else whatever, I'm very much, or like an old friend that you can't really get rid of, I very much feel... And say it all the time. I'm sorry you feel that way. Because I'm not sorry. And I really just want this conversation to end. So if you need to use that as a defense mechanism, I think it's fine. I think I think that's a completely different like case, yeah. though. Because you're already thinking about how you can like avoid, it. avoid this yeah. relationship. And, and right. make it into a safer situation. But then my thing is, I feel like, well, at least how I'm taking the question of like apologizing, I feel like it's not in a relationship that you're trying to avoid. So if it's a relationship that you claim yes. that you want to have, you, you saying, I'm sorry if you feel that way, is so invalidating. Oh. If you invalidate me, I'm going to kill you. Uh. I also 100% agree. I completely mean it when you need to use it as a defense mechanism, maybe even in a workplace setting. Like Oh, for sure. When you need to people. use it as a defense mechanism, that's when you should use it. You should not be saying it in any other context because it's... It's not a real apology. It's not a real apology, and it's rude. Absolutely. Okay, about self-awareness. Is that like I just need everyone to just get a little more? Because I promise you. Ah! No, I'm not even trying to be messy. Because I've lived a life where I've had to become very self-aware at a very early age, mm-hmm. and it's made a lot of the bullshit I've gone through in life so much easier. For a lot of reasons, right? And... For a lot, because I know I can look at myself like I say I call myself a bird every day, and I stand by that because I am like I do bird behavior as far as like friendships and relationships are concerned like i'm always trying and trying and trying when it's obvious the shit is done like my bird is what it is and i can stand it and i know i can keep trying but okay well but I why know, do you think you do that because i don't want to be left alone what the fuck <laughs> like that's what i'm being completely <laughs> honest like that's it we but me being able to stand in the fact that i have these 
maybe not so healthy behaviors, mm-hmm. I at least know that when this shit goes all the way south, I can't say that I'm shocked or I'm surprised or I'm like in full distress. Because mm-hmm. like I, even though I'm constantly trying, I'm also at the same time preparing myself for it to just be over. Also, self-awareness helps you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It helps you like not only it makes it makes life easier for the people around you, but also for you. For you. I promise life is so much better when you try to be self-aware. And it's not easy. It's not. It, it is a skill that you have to develop. And maybe that's through a spiritual, like, meditation and getting in touch with my spirituality helped me be more self-aware as well as really thinking about and reflecting. Mm-hmm. A lot of reflection is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and reflection's hard. I've talked about that before. It makes me very uncomfortable. Um, but we got it. That's why, because I like self-reflect every every single day. Really? Like, at, I don't even know, like, what started, like, it caused me to just naturally, like, reflect on, like, what's happened. But it's something that I do, like, very often. Mm-hmm. And, like, through that, I, it's like having a conversation and, like, a feedback, like, with myself. Right. And, like, being aware of, like, the assumptions I've made or, like, the analysis of things mm-hmm. that I have. And I don't know. Um, but for me, like self-awareness is something that I've had kind of like pretty innately and pretty strongly I think just because of like a lot of early childhood experiences that I had and like what it caused for me like I'm even self-aware of like my weaknesses sometimes like I'm I've I've realized and come to the conclusion that I'm a little too trusting in people and institutions Mm -hmm. and like I'm starting to like change my thinking about that and knowing that like you can be really close to people, but like sometimes institutionally, they can also have a certain level of detachment from you yeah. because they, at the end of the day, they need to like, you know, follow and play the rules and go through the system of like what they've decided to be like a, a part of, like in in a sense of like you know departments or like jobs and workplaces and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where I'm at. So beyond being wrong personally, let's talk about like the world social justice I feel so weird about saying social justice and I think that it's just because people use it all the time maybe I'll reflect on that later whatever what does like being wrong look like because what I'm thinking right now I don't know why this just like popped in my head I think that like when we're wrong um when it comes to social justice issues is that what people don't understand is like you've caused harm because you were wrong and that could be for a variety of reasons but and you didn't mean to but you were sometimes you didn't mean to but do you know what i mean i actually think like a social social justice space is like the best place to be wrong because you have a whole community of people who maybe they're just more educated on something maybe you weren't maybe you were wrong and you genuinely did not mean to be you just weren't educated enough to talk about whatever it was that you said there's a whole group of people that know more about whatever it is that you said and they can tell you hey you're wrong for whatever reason this is how you should approach it, or here are some links, some resources, so that you can learn some more about what you said and why you're wrong. I think, so I think the way Malik took it was like very, like it's still like personal and like an individual level. And like I think where I was taking the question was like, I think in like social justice like spheres, so like I guess state level or like, you know, like bad things that have happened. I think apologies mean little to nothing because I feel like in a sense, like 
when someone like does harm like on a on an institutional level in like a social justice sphere so mm. like talking about atrocities like like slavery and like the holocaust and like all those things like saris like mean little because they're still out of a place of like power and um privilege that comes with like having the ability to like admit you're wrong and keep it moving mm-hmm. because often people who are like underprivileged and like you know are oppressed that not only do they apologize but they don't like get to keep creating or like doing the things that they want to do yeah i agree with that i think it's also like i don't believe in cancel culture um at all because i don't think it's real yeah it's it's not it's literally just called being accountable it's literally just called being held accountable um, and also, if I decide not to support you because you said something really harmful to a community of mine, then that's my business. That's literally it. That's, <laughs> like, that's really all it comes down to. really all this comes down to. And it's um, harmful to say, like, these people are coming out and saying, we are trying to do something because you made us feel some type of way. Yeah. And, like, you're saying, no, you can't. Like, you're taking the power away from those people to be able to say, like, right. you know, I want to do this thing. Yeah. I think that... Like, being wrong in social justice situations, I think, can be really tricky for the people that we have wronged. Like, I know when someone has said something really offensive to me. Like, an example, I was, like, talking to someone um, at a program about, like, uh, issues about queer, trans, and intersex people. And this person made that, like, alphabet joke, like, LGBTQM, MNOP, like, whatever. But I was in the middle of like present I couldn't stop and be like that was so cis heterosexist Mm -hmm. don't appreciate that um and I think it's really hard to like tell people that they were wrong because it's like I am not obligated to give labor to this situation and to like I'm not a rehabilitation center and Mm I don't want but at the same time like if they don't want to be if like, they genuinely don't know that they're wrong. Who's going to tell them that they're wrong? One of their friends. Like, I know. <laughs> You're right. And that's why you have to surround your people, surround yourself by people who are trying to make this world a better place and are genuinely trying to, like, make change. Like, I just don't believe in not... I hate the word woke. I don't believe in not trying to be socially conscious. I don't think that that's correct in this. Right, it's like a lot of people are doing that shit to be edgy, and like it's just annoying. Like it's just really just annoying. (laughs) You're not special. Yeah, like I don't really pay attention. Okay. Okay, so what do you pay attention to? What do you pay attention? What do you watch all day? Like, so you go on Twitter and do what exactly? Do what exactly? Let me know. Um, Post those traps. Ooh, I mean, you can post. You can be fine and smart. Both. I mean, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that amazing? How People can be multifaceted. multifaceted. <laughs> um, but yeah, how do we apologize and what does apologizing look like? Is it kind of the same thing, like change behavior? Yeah, I will always say that change behavior or a check, a really nice check. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, okay, well, it depends on from the person, I guess. Like, like how you're talking about if you have like a relationship that you can't really get rid of because they're like a family member or something like that. 
I don't really need change of paper from you. I I need coins. I need a meal. I need a, a gift. I need something tangible. Yeah. But like, if you're my actual friend or you're my actual girlfriend, like, I need change behavior. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. He, he said. <laughs> no, what did I, I say? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Girl, you better change or you getting dropped." Oh, actually, I don't play them fucking games. You I'm, know? Saying, I'm a prize. You, I'm, not, you, I'm a whole husband out here. What are you talking about? What, what, what was the push that he said? Are. <laughs> you are hiding a child? No, 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 no. From, from Runaway. Um, <laughs> plenty holes on the ballin' nigga matrix. <laughs> you can leave if you can't accept the basics. Oh, plenty holes in the ballin' nigga matrix. That, that is what the Malik Jahai just, Harvey said for, today. Is Jahi? Jahi, whatever. <laughs> The nigga that jumped out with this one today. I'm the sick. smell of niggas is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm just speaking facts. Discuss it, actually. Pusha T had a, had a line with that one. I mean, he did. It just don't apply to me. I don't have hoes. You can leave if you can't accept the basics. Malik's but, like, again. please don't leave. DM's wide open. Nah, please don't leave. No, you gotta <laughs> scare them. You, you may not really want them to go, but you gotta scare them. Like, you really about to leave, and they go, oh, shit, he about to go. And then... Get right. Yeah, I know. I've tried that in the past. It didn't really work. <sighs> Again, self-awareness. I went through a lot of shit very early on. Yeah, we don't have to talk about We don't. That. We don't. We don't have to go back. Um, Miles, do you have any thoughts about how we apologize in social justice situations? How we apologize in social justice? Or how can people apologize to us? Oh, how can people... I think that's a good way to look at it in a social justice situation. It's not to do it out of any personal guilt. I think a lot of times, like, mm. in social justice situations, like, I, I had a class, and this guy was trying to say, like, when black people tell him he's being racist, he shrugs it off. And he said, you can't do that if you go to Europe and, like, call someone a Nazi. Like, you can't shrug it off, like, being called a Nazi. And I was just like, well, I was like, I disagree, because, like, when I call someone, say someone's doing something racist or being a, raci- a racist, I mean it. And I think you need to, like, look through, like, the power and privilege in that statement. But what, like, he did a couple days later was he found me. And, like, it was after class, but it was in a completely different, like, location. And he was like, hey, I just want to apologize. Like, I know I I sounded like I came off, like, you know, bad. And I I was like, so why are you apologizing to me? Because, like... You, you said what you said. I could probably assume that's not what you meant, but that's two totally different things. Right. Words do mean things. Words do mean things. And you definitely just came over here to shake my hand because you felt guilty after you said you ignored, like, it's not black about people. You. Mm-hmm. And it's not about you. It's about the the actual... It, I think apologies should always be on the other person's terms. If you want to apologize to someone and they say, I don't want to hear it, like you just have to like sit there and be like, okay, like they don't they don't want to talk about it right now. They don't want to hear it. It it's a privilege for them to have me mm-hmm. to you know go through that emotional like turmoil because you've already put them in some and like you're taking them out of some as well. Um, you just have to like you know apologize when the when the person wants to hear the apology. That that's tea for like a whole another thing. Yeah, we're like I think that that's. Relatable on all, even personal apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wanted to apologize to someone or have a conversation with someone about, like, why our relationship ended the way that it did. 
Um, and when I reached out to them, they were like, I don't really want to talk about it. I, I know like, this, right? Yes. Um, I um, was really upset for a while, but then I had to realize, I was like, okay, that is what it was. Granted, I didn't necessarily know. You know what? I'm not. We don't have to. We that. really don't have. We really this, do the not. The point I was going to make is I necessarily didn't have an apology to make. I just wanted to talk. So it's a little different, but I still had to accept the fact that that person has a right to not want to talk to me. Um, so I think that also, like, when we're being wrong, I, like, we spread false information, then that can be really problematic. So I think that a major situation that, um, people still talk about is how Tumblr got, getting rid of, like, um, how Tumblr getting rid of, like, adult content was a really big problem, and a lot of people were like, this is really fucked up, because it was really fucked up, it is really fucked up, but a lot of people didn't know that that wasn't Tumblr's fault, like, they weren't deciding that they didn't want, um, adult content anymore, like, there was some acts passed in Congress, some laws called SESTA and FOSTA, I think is how you pronounce that, and it's basically, uh, saying if, any website is caught um, engaging in like uh, sex work, not the website itself, but sex work exchanges are happening on their website, mm-hmm. um, that they can be, one, retroactively um, persecuted, which is like against the whole constitution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can also, you know, face a lot of fines and it's illegal and all those things. And so Tumblr tried to create an algorithm where they could just get rid of, like, the sex work. It's just a really bad one. And they couldn't fix it. And maybe they are still trying to fix it. But Tumblr especially was known for, like, having a lot of sex workers. And so they're like, they're coming for us first. So everyone has all this misinformation about why Tumblr shut this down, and I'm still very unclear as to why Twitter is playing it. Maybe they think that the <laughs> law will be overturned or whatever. Um, but when we have all this false information, like no one knows about SESTA and FOSTA and all this anti-sex work propaganda that is being happen that is happening, and decriminalizing sex work does not increase the amount of um, trafficking and can actually decrease the amount of trafficking and also sex work is just someone's business like there isn't like obviously street sex work can be very harmful and and whatever sex work just needs to be decriminalized and we need to be paying attention to laws and things of that nature that are helping that are trying to target sex workers and so what other like misinformation situations have you all seen or have you ever given or received false information? I know that I had a lot of misinterpretations about quinoa. Like, I thought quinoa was really, really harmful. And that was just disproven. And I all I did was read one fucking article about quinoa. And that wasn't very smart. But I know I told several people not to eat quinoa in this process. And wow. they listened to me. So sorry y'all aren't enjoying quinoa. Hopefully you're listening. Is it I don't want quinoa. It's not good. Like I love quinoa. Oh, okay. Yuck. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, other situations where y'all have given or received false information? Um, like, in a... Okay, so I don't really give false information because I tend to not talk about things I'm not 100% sure about. Or like, or like, if you really know me, anytime I speak, a lot of times I'll be like, oh, allegedly. 
Yeah. And I'm not like trying to be messy, it's just because I cannot confirm it to be truthful or not. Right. I'm just letting it be known that, oh, there's this theory, there's whatever out there. It exists. I don't know if it's true. I kind of believe it, or I don't believe it, or what is the correct reason? I mean, I do it all the time. I just say things very confidently. <laughs> <laughs> and that's but then problem. sometimes it's wrong. No, like, loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. Loud and wrong. That's the thing. You can't be loud and wrong, but you can be strong and wrong. This is true. I'm not. Yeah. That's you, a lot. You don't agree? I think you can. I just think that that phrase. No, it is a lie, but I would just much rather you stand in the fact that you were incorrect. Stand in the fact that you were incorrect. Like, sometimes you don't know what you're talking about, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. It really is that you are just learning and developing and growing um but like you have to realize that you can be so harmful during this process Mm -hmm. like even on these bigger scales we see all these um you know activists quote-unquote giving all types of false information and talcum x talcum x um well he's just <laughs> a whole disaster false information about who he is mm-hmm. what he does Ooh. Mm-hmm. um i know he wait you talk about what's his name i honestly forget. I forgot his name um sean king oh, yeah um i'm mad we forgot his name but we remember sound like a talcum x. <laughs> crook he is a crook he is I think we need to be careful about the information that we're spreading and making sure that we're really, really confident. And I think that that's another thing, is that it's really, really hard to be confident in your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, like, deciding when you hit that point where you can start talking about different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to come to this moment of consciousness. Self-awareness, mm-hmm. are you seeing a theme here? Mm-hmm. Um, self-awareness mm-hmm. has to tell you, like, are you educated enough now? Do you still have to be kind of more in the background with your knowledge and information but you also want to spread as much as you can and it's so hard to learn everything that's happening (laughs) do y'all have any closing thoughts my closing thought is that i am officially endorsing bernie sanders (laughs) stop no i'm endorsing bernie sanders for president Mm-hmm. Because $1.5 trillion is the amount of student debt there is nope. in America. And I'm just saying, like, it's going to come down to the economy. We need someone as drastic as Bernie Sanders to get our economy in, like, check. So um, he's the only one who wants to give full student loan forgiveness. It'll save the economy. It'll save credit scores. It'll save black people. Um, yes, so, we love the niggas. so um, <laughs> that's that. I'm 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 officially endorsing Bernie Sanders for president. Okay, great. Right, what um, is your closing my thought? My closing thought I, is it's not when that um, is don't be afraid to be wrong, and mm. do not be afraid to apologize because fear of just being wrong like it's, it's kind of ridiculous because you don't know everything you're not always in the right like you have to be you want like the worst thing that can happen if you're wrong is that you're just you're just wrong so doesn't really be afraid of yeah um i was basically gonna say that um and also always learn and 
put yourself in a place of learning. I've been to this before, but go to the library. We read love some damn her. books. Read some damn Y'all books. Y'all remember when Lil Jon had the song? Read, go to school, read, it was for like a little BT special. No. Okay. Well, we should look it up. <laughs> okay. Um, and yes, make sure you're learning all the things. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions for me to answer, DM me at usuncomfortable on Twitter and Instagram. And also follow me and you can subscribe as well so you know when new episodes are coming out. But other than that, thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. Bye, y'all.